Welcome to the Myelin and Melanin podcast with Dawn and Dana. We're just two women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. Our listeners can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, and our website is www.myelinandmelanin.com. And this is episode 41. 41. We're just moving right along. Yes. And today I'm really excited, just like you are super excited. Today we have the honor of speaking with your sister, Courtney. And I'm thrilled to speak with her and listen to all that she has to say about going through MS, uh, the MS journey with her sister, with you. And not only you, but your mom, your aunt Mm -hmm. as well. So I think it takes a lot of courage for family members to share their feelings, you know, about what it's like to experience this roller coaster ride of, of MS, you know, that, yeah. it, that it takes us on. Um, I know I tend to become stuck in my emotions and forget that the illness affects everyone, you know, that loves and yeah. cares about us, right? So right. it's, it's yes. really going to be fantastic. I, I'm super excited to talk to her. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, I think, well... And we've talked about this in the past too. When one person is diagnosed with MS, the entire family is impacted and diagnosed. So um, with that said, I'd like to introduce my younger sister. Well, she's young. She's two years younger than I am, Courtney. Um, Courtney is also the mother of my two amazing nephews. One of them, TJ, who was on the podcast um, uh, earlier this year, our very first, our season opener of season two. So without any further ado, I'd like to welcome Courtney. Thanks so much, Courtney, for joining us. I am thrilled to talk to you. I feel like I already know you just from talking to Dana. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Thank you guys I- so much for having me. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like I listened to the podcast, of course, on a very regular basis, sometimes listening to your episodes multiple times over. And so, yeah, I feel like I know you guys. Well, duh, I know Dana, but I feel oh, like I duh. know you, Don. <laughs> I feel like I know you, Don. So, yeah, thanks for Aww. having me. Yeah. Okay, Courtney. So the other day I had texted you a quote from the article, How MS Affects the Entire Family. And I don't know, like, who originally did the article. Was it, like... Yahoo Health, there's, I don't know. But anyway, so the quote um, is as follows. It says, this disease shows up in your household, moves in, spreads its junk all over and doesn't leave. It means everyone has to develop a relationship with this intruder. What were your thoughts when you first read that? First of all, that that is deep. Um, and it really speaks to the fact that MS affects not only you, you know, as you and and Dawn have it, but in, you know, my life too, there's so many different ways that like my life has changed or the way that I have to think now or plan for the future is different as a result of it. And I mean, it just manifests in, every point of our lives. And I mean, being that, you know, Dana, that you and I are so close, obviously, I mean, it has that much more of an impact on me because we have a very close relationship and, you know, we are with each other a lot and all of that. But I mean, absolutely, it's just the type of thing where it, it, it doesn't go away and it's there in your face all the time. 
Right. 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 Spreads yeah. its junk all over the place. Mm, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like literally and figuratively, because, you know, when I had first read that article and the quote, like, you know, I was like sitting like in the living room and I'm seeing like all kinds of mobility stuff everywhere, like walkers and this, that, and the other. So, yeah. So, literally, it spreads junk all over the place you know, mobility stuff and lifters and reachers and stuff, but like emotionally it does too. So anyway. Right. I mean, I can imagine when you don't have anyone to turn to, you want to turn to your sister. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever have those feelings where you're like, I just have to get this out and you just have to tell her like how you're feeling or how, how you may be angry or just sad? Do you ever have those moments or have you guys ever had those moments? Are, are you talking to me or Courtney? To you first. And okay. then I have a question for, okay. for um, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then I have a no. question for her. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know that I think in my mind that okay, I'm having a moment where I need to vent about MS. I'm like, it's not a conscious thing. Like if I'm going to be venting about MS, I'm just going to do, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it's not like something that I think about. It's -hmm. just something that might come out in my rant. I don't know. Well, and, and that's kind of one of the things too, just about like our relationship and just kind of how it's kind of, you know, changed since MS, but you know, I don't know if you vent to other people, but I mean, you don't vent to me about it. Like you, yeah. you know, are, and maybe you just don't vent at all, you know, cause I think, I mean, for yeah. me, I tend to bottle things up and, and, you know, you and I are very similar, yeah. but, but you mm-hmm. don't vent to me about it. And so sometimes, you know, I feel bad because I know that you're feeling a type of way or I know that you're having a certain type of day and you don't say anything. And the last thing I want to do, you know, as you know, we've talked about in the, or you guys have talked about on previous episodes mm-hmm. is that you don't want the whole conversation about, Oh, MS, everything is centered around MS. Like you are obviously so yeah. much more than MS, but yeah, there are those times where I sometimes wish that you would be more vocal about how you're feeling. Cause I mean, I'm right here with you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I never thought, I mean, it, like you said, I mean, you know me and I'm not like, I, I, I think I do just keep things bottled up and not in the sense that I'm consciously doing that, but Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily good at vent. Aside from Courtney, like just this past weekend when we were venting about um, all the accessibility issues. Right. Right. Went out. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but I never really thought about it. Well, it makes me kind of sad. But <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm similar, but I vent to you, Dana, like Courtney, mm-hmm. I, I will have moments where I send her this book, you know, you know, how sometimes on your iPhone, if you guys have iPhones, it'll mm-hmm. like turn into a book almost, you know, if it's yes. really long. Yeah. So, um, I, I'll just go off and I vent to people who have MS, but I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't talk about what's going on with me to family or friends. Like Mm. it's weird, you know, and because I, it's almost like you're in your own world and 
you you just become accustomed to thinking they won't understand. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what's what's the use in, in trying to explain it? You know, I remember once when my when I was first diagnosed, like I think the very first year, and all my friends, um, my friends from college were kind of like family at this point, but um, we were all meeting at a friend's house, and we were like having dinner, and you know, and I I think everybody was like mad at me for something, and I don't know. A part of MS is like having these emotional crazy outbursts, and so I had one of these outbursts. <laughs> <laughs> it was so wild, and I'm in the parking lot. And he had a townhouse at the time. And my girlfriend was outside parking. We got there at the same time. And she was like, what's wrong with you? And, and I was like, well, everybody's mad at me. And I don't know why and blah, blah, blah. And I just started screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm like, I have MS and nobody understands it. I mean, it was so oh, wow. crazy. And I think that was the, the first and only time that I, I vented because everybody looked at me like, what's wrong with her? You know, like, right. right. The, well, and, and I mean, and, and I, I felt that you people, you know, that, that you, that you should be venting, you know, I mean, to me, it's an expectation. Like, right. I mean, yeah. you, you all are obviously dealing with something as crazy of a disease as it is. And there's no way mm -hmm. that anyone can just be balanced and handle it on their own. So, you know, well, for the people yeah. that are close to you, you just, it, I mean, for me, I just expect that there should be some level of venting and frustration and just trusting that I, you know, that you can trust me with your feelings, you know? Right. Right. And you know what? That's a good point. There's two things, two things here. And I'm going to ask you, Dana, because I know mm -hmm. we've talked about this before right. in other podcasts. Um, you, you feel like you, can I trust you? Even if they're a family member, can I trust you with my emotions? Can I trust you with my venting? Because to be honest with you, and I'm going to be so raw and real, my brother, he pissed me off. And we got into an argument one time and he said, he said something that was so hurtful. It was almost like to the point of like, well, you're a cripple or you walk around here like this or oh, that. Wow. And it was one of those Ugh. words. Yeah, it was real mm -hmm. ugly. And as bad as things get, I would never hit somebody below the belt like that no, like, thank ever. You. And so it, it made me not talk about it even even it made me like hold hold it in and bottle it up even more from that particular experience. Also, mm -hmm. the you feel like you're a burden because you rely so much on your family. Like who else is going to help you? You know, right. if you have you know mobility issues, etc., or financial right. issues, or whatever. So you feel like that, like you're a burden. So you don't want to talk anymore about it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Do you ever feel like that, Dana? Well, that's a good point. The The trust stuff, no, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sorry, Don, that you're yes. dealing with that with Thank your brother. You. That just makes me really sad. Um, I'm pissed off, I don't actually. feel, yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Like, who else are you going to be able to vent to if you can't vent to your sibling? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, to be fair, I think Courtney and I are probably closer than most. Right siblings are um but that said like what's interesting is i think that you know we've talked in a lot of podcasts about the idea of grief and i think that i don't always want to not like that the expectation is that i'm always going to be talking about ms but i avoid talking about it a lot because i just don't want things to be different 
I've been diagnosed mm-hmm. with MS for 15 years, but I don't want things to be different. I just want it to be like how it always was before MS. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's what I still want it to be. So like I figure if I don't rant about it, like not that I'm in denial. I mean, Dawn and I talk about <laughs> denial. Right. <laughs> but and so clearly it's not that, but at the same time, like I don't want more reminders. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But the second part of the question about being a burden, I totally feel like that. Like one of the um, specific times that I'm thinking about is when Courtney was um, shopping for houses, when she was looking for houses. And I, she'd show me pictures. Okay. She would show me, you know, she'd send me listings and pictures of houses and I'm thinking to myself and I would, and I'd bring it up too. you know, it wasn't like I, you know, just was silent about it, but I think to myself, like, how in the heck would I even get in your house? Like, there's no way. And so you feel like a burden because like, what if there's this like absolutely fantastic house, but it would be impossible for me to get in. Like, what like who am I to like put that on your mind that you should look for something different because wow. it's not accessible to me? And that's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What were you gonna yeah. say, Courtney, about no, that when, when you brought up? that up, like that is just kind of one of the reflections I had like before, you know, talking to you guys today is just mm-hmm. is that like sometimes the the guilt that I have had in not being more aware of you know your situation because again i mean you look we're in the same city of course if i buy a house you know locally i want for you to come there and i want for you to be there and i remember when we were doing those house that house shopping i remember um you know a particular like listing that i showed you and i mean yeah i mean it was virtually impossible for you to get in there and i just it wasn't even like to me i felt like I should have X that off the list immediately. I should even have been looking at that. And it just made me feel like guilty that that wasn't something that I had considered before showing this to you. Like this was such an amazing house. So yeah, I mean, it's just this like level of guilt sometimes that I'm not, you know, I I feel like I'm very aware, but sometimes there's things like that where it's just like, damn, like, really like what did I expect you know like she's yeah she's gonna say oh I love this house I can't even go in it to ever see it like no I just I don't know yeah wow yeah I I have a question for you about guilt in a second but it just listening to you all I am just I love the fact that you all have this closeness and I almost envy you and it makes me almost want to cry really because I wish I had a sibling like that, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it is what it is. Um, and it's unfortunate. I, I don't know where it went wrong with my brother and I, um, but you know, I do, I have a, a good friend who is a, a male. He's my, my, one of my best friends. And so mm-hmm. he's like a brother to me. And he actually called me right before we got on and he was like, what are you doing? Are you cooking? And you know, I'm vegan. So he's like, you making some, you know, fried grass or something like that, or bean sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, no. And I said, I'm about to record my podcast with Dana and her sister. He was like, oh, 
great. He was like, you know, I'm so proud of you. And he was saying things that like you would hear from a sibling, like I would want to hear from my, my blood brother, you know? And he said, you are the expert. And he was like, I've listened to you all and you two are just amazing. And I, I, this was totally out of the blue, you know, unsolicited, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I love that, you know, um, that I can go to people, you know, other than my brother, I guess, um, or go to a person that, mm-hmm. um, you know, where I have the closeness like you guys. But um, yeah, I, I, okay. So let me just tell you, let me just back up. And then I, I can I ask you my guilt or the guilt question mm-hmm. I have for you? Okay. So yeah. when, and to go back to your quote or the quote that you were, that you said, Dana, can you read it mm-hmm. one more time? Sure. This disease shows up in your household, moves in, spreads its junk all over and doesn't leave. It means everyone has to develop a relationship with this intruder. End quote. That is just the deepest quote I have I've heard. Um, I I remember when I was first diagnosed like twenty years ago, um, and you know, back to denial. I was like bouncing around, <laughs> and I think I was eating an apple, and my grandma called and. She was like, yeah, how are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm eating an apple or whatever. And she was like, yeah, I, I know you have MS. And I said, yeah. And, and, you know, of course, me in denial, not thinking anything of it. I was just right. like, okay, it's not a big deal. And she said, um, she got quiet. And and I said, okay. And she said, I've, I've just never heard your father. Never heard him like that. And her, and her voice just like started to crack. And, um, and then she started to cry and I was like, what? Oh my God. And then she told me he just like broke down to her. And I'm like, why are you guys crying? What are you crying about? Like, this is not a big deal. I, I didn't get a death sentence, you know? And so that quote like hits home because not until maybe, I don't know, until my first Lymtrata treatment did I realize that yeah, it's spreading its junk everywhere and that you have every single person has to develop a relationship with this. Mm-hmm. Like that's so powerful. And I didn't I took I feel like I took that away from my family because I've bottled all of my emotions up and I don't talk about it with them. I feel like I took that relationship away from them because we don't talk about it. And my mom complains now, like you never say anything. Like I don't talk about my doctor's appointments or what's going on. I, you know, they, they don't know. Well, that's a good point because that like kind of brings me to like, I remember how I found out that Dana was diagnosed with MS and we all um, like our family shares the same like primary care doctor. I mean, I go there and my mom, Dana and my boys, my dad, like everyone goes to him. And I'm sure this was definitely against some HIPAA privacy laws, but you know, in one of the appointments either for <laughs> either for myself or for one of my boys, you know, he's making some small talk and he likes to, you know, give us little nicknames. He calls me Core, calls my little boy Terrence Junior Tear, Tyson Ty, whatever, making some little small talk like, Core, how's everything going? How you know, how's Dane? How's you know, Deb, like whatever. Um, you know, and I'm just like, you know, whatever, you know, they're good. They're good. And like, so, so he had said something about the fact that, oh, you know, something about how's Dana doing? And he had made some reference to MS. And 
I had absolutely no idea at that time. I mean, I know when Dana had her bout with optic neuritis, but I never knew at the time that that had anything to do with MS. Obviously, our mom had been diagnosed, you know, years and years earlier. But when he said that to me, I was caught off guard. And I said, oh, you must mean my mom's sister, because he must have phrased it that way, like your sister. I said, oh, you must mean my mom's sister, because as most of your listeners know, our aunt also has MS. And so he said, no, he said, Dana. And then he like must have saw the deer in the headlights look on my face and immediately kind of started to backtrack. He was like, oh, he's like, well, and, you know, kind of change the subject and kind of let it go. But I mean, I remember driving, you know, back from that appointment, like, what the hell? Like, I just was so confused and, you know, just kind of like thinking through things in my head, like that things kind of started to make sense in terms of noticing different like mobility issues or just different things like that, which at the time, Dana, I don't think your mobility was like really, you know, where it is. Right. It was yeah. certainly isn't where it, was, it wasn't right. where it is now. But, um, right. but yeah, I just remember feeling like, wow, I was really sad in that moment that I had to find out from, you know, our doctor breaking HIPAA compliancy versus, you know, hearing <laughs> from you directly. And it just, you know, it was a moment for me though, that I just felt yeah. like, you know, it just, I, I wish I didn't find out that way because then I also felt like, you know, for all these years that you'd been dealing with it. And of course now knowing more about, you know, those early years of being very much asymptomatic, um, but still, right. you know, wanting to be able to be there for you because you know that I would be there for you no matter what. So it just, it right. was, that was a, a hard thing for me is to discover it that way. You know what's really interesting? Wait, this is like a family therapy session. <laughs> like, where, where, where's Jenny? Like, right. Jenny? Um, but uh, no, but like, um, and and Courtney, we were kind of talking about this earlier before we started recording. But like, as our listeners know, my mom has MS. Our mother has MS as well. But like, my mother. When she was diagnosed with MS, she became MS. Would you agree, Courtney? Yes. Like she totally adopted the identity of somebody who is sick with MS. Mm -hmm. Explain. Can 100%. you explain that? It's like it's very hard to explain. It's like, like her world um, revolved around having MS. Um, like. You know, if if let's say if you're having a bad day, for example, um, and you're kind of venting about your bad day, whether it's MS or otherwise, her MS is going to come into play and she had a worse day than you because of MS. Or, you know, we could just be talking about something just totally not even related to MS, but just somehow the conversation always, always circles back to how, I guess, devastating her life is now as a result of MS. So everything just circles right. around MS. I don't know if that helps at all, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And, and I, and so with that being said, that's just was what it was. Okay. Whatever. Mm -hmm. So here I am, I'm diagnosed. Well, first of all, I'm 23 going on 24. I'm like, like, okay, I had optic neuritis, but I didn't have any other symptoms or anything. So like, I'm like not sick. I'm just like trying to live my little old life and finish my master's degree and this, that, and the other. Like, and so with that said, and we, everyone knows about all the denial I was in for many years, but that said, I never wanted to be seen as Dana with MS. 
and you know I what I'm saying? And because, but it's like, okay, because, but you don't have to be seen as Dana with MS to anyone else. But, you know, mom knows, I'm sure daddy knows. It's like this family, like hidden yeah. secret a that, secret. that right. you know, yeah. that you didn't feel, I guess, comfortable enough, because trustworthy enough, however, to tell me, you know, and it's so it just well, made me feel away. Yeah. No, I, t I totally get it. And it was not that at all. It's like, and it's back to why I don't, you know, am not always like, and I don't vent about MS really to anyone. I mean, Dawn can probably even attest to that. I don't rant about my MS a lot. No, maybe like, would you say that? Uh, I mean, sometimes, yeah, but I mean, it's not twice. right. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I've been through a hell of a lot with MS rehab and all this other stuff. So, but I, that's just not me, my nature in general. But that being said, one of the reasons why I particularly, it's not going to be like, okay, I'm going to like have this heart to heart rant about MS with Courtney because like I value and I still grieve the relationship that we had and the things that we used to do before MS. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. like, and so me, if I'm like, okay, Courtney, sit down. I have MS. Like, first of all, I wasn't even prepared to do that period mm -hmm. with anyone. Um, but you know what I'm saying? But then it just becomes more real. And so, and a lot of it I'll blame on <laughs> my denial and that's true. And I mean, it's not yeah. an excuse, but I mean, that said though, I mean, I totally understand um, how Courtney could have been so blindsided and hurt. Like, why didn't you tell me this? Right. Like why you didn't trust me? That's a nothing. major thing. And again, knowing that yeah. you know, mom had been diagnosed and all of that. And it's, you know, so it's not as though it would have been something so foreign to me that I couldn't handle. Right. So, you know, I guess just all of those things. But I get what you're saying, because the, the point that you just made about our relationship changing, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more that, I mean, I, along with you, grieve the old relationship that we used to have. Yeah. Can, right. I, can I bring something up? And I hope this is okay to talk about. Uh, I... <sighs> Okay, yes, you're and I'm not even knowing you two so intimately like that, but I know mm. that the relationship changed because remember when we had that episode where Courtney went to your cousin's wedding in Vegas? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and that was like yeah. the first time and probably the last time you really vented about anything, you know what I mean? Like, right, and I know that that like might have struck a nerve for you because it's like, well, why didn't anybody ask me? You know what I mean? Like, what did they right. think? And so I can, right. I can see what, I understand what you're saying, like how a relationship can change because maybe if you didn't have MS, there would be no, you would have been in Vegas too. You know what I mean? I don't know. Right. I would just hop on the plane. And, right. And right. I, right. I, I don't Definitely. think that you didn't go because you have, I don't think you didn't go because you have MS, but I, I don't right. know, you know what I mean? Like, but that that's right. just an example. And our listeners can go back and listen to that episode. I can't remember which one it was, but yeah. it was season one. But um, yeah, your relationship does change with your family members. You know what I mean? Like I used to go shoe shopping with my cousin and like one Christmas, maybe three, four years ago, um, three years ago, my, my aunt, both my aunts, my cousin, my mom, we were all like, yeah, let's go shopping. And, and 
in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, yeah, let's go. I'm, I'm normal. You know what I mean? And they're like, let's just go to DSW shoes. And I'm like, okay, is it wheelchair accessible? Like, how am I going to get, how am I going to try on shoes? Like how, you know, my mind is going through all of that. And so everybody's like walking out the door and they're like, oh, well, we'll get mom's, my grandmother's, we'll get mom's wheelchair. So they put the wheelchair in the back of the trunk and my mom's like, I'll just roll you in DSW shoes. And I'm like, oh God, this is going to be so uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you guys know how DSW is, you know, with the small right. aisles and everybody's walking mm-hmm. and, you know, right. like get out of my way. I want to try on these shoes, you know? And, right. um, and I just, I felt so out of place, but mm-hmm. to, to give my fam- my aunts and my cousin credit, they, they made me feel a part of it. And so I sat there and I, I you guys could probably go and look, I, I posted it on Instagram it was a while ago. I just sat there and I, I said, give me those high heel shoes. And so I just put them on as I was sitting there. And so I had my cane next to me and I was like, I'm just going to stand up and pretend like I'm going to, you know, walk or whatever. But I mean, I don't wear high heel shoes anyway, because they, they hurt. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just turned it into some, from something that I was thinking was tragic we turned it into something fun. You know what I mean? Um, But that was the only time other than that. I I remember my cousins came to DC and they were like, Oh, we're going to go to the, they live in California. We're going to go to the museum. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well call me in the morning. I can meet you there. And they were like, well, no, we're going to do this, this and this. And I'm, and I know there was no malice because they are like the sweetest people ever, but it was like, I don't know how long it'll take for you to get through and we just want to be in and out. You know what I mean? And so me, I I felt like I was a burden and, but I know they didn't make me feel that way, but I felt that way. You know what I mean? Just from the response and they probably didn't even realize it, but yeah, you you feel like sometimes too, like I, you know, sometimes wonder if I should, ask you, Dana, to to do more things. I mean, I remember Uh, in one of your previous episodes, you guys had talked about, you know what, don't stop inviting me. Like, yes, I might say no to you 20 times, but the 22nd or 25th time I might say yes, you know, and, you know, it's trying to find that right balance of not making you feel as though you have to feel away or knowing damn well, you don't want to, like, you want to go to one of the boys' football games and roll across this, you know, uneven grass and you know to get over it like no some of those types of things aren't you know reasonable but you know when right. it comes to like let's make a plan to go out to eat or something like that like you know I feel like I you know f- feel some guilt and not trying to like just put it out there more often and to make things happen and obviously right. up until recently like we've been you know going out and doing our thing so I'm so excited right. for that but yeah yeah uh, so Courtney, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. What are just, and you don't have to answer it. Like you can answer it whatever way you want, but what are three ways that, that you feel MS is like affected you as a family member? You know what I mean? With, with somebody who, you know, somebody who has MS, your mom and your aunt, like, and your sister, like how you can, again, right. you know, you can start with one only, you you don't have to say three, but whatever comes to mind, like, how has it yeah. affected you? Um, well, I guess, like, 
specifically with with Dana, because I mean, the ways that it's affected with my my aunt, I mean, like to be full disclosure, I don't have a extremely close relationship with her. I mean, obviously, I love her to death, but it didn't have any particular effect on me. And then as far as with my mom, it was, you know, she had been she was diagnosed so early, like I was so young, I think I was, gosh, maybe in eighth grade ish, seventh grade, something like that. Um, So I mean, I just that's all I've ever known. And quite honestly, like, mobility wise, um, MS hasn't affected my mom as greatly as it has with Dana. So, I mean, the biggest person, you know, in my life and how I've, you know, had the greatest or it's had the greatest effect on me has been with Dana. But um, I, I guess just like what you were touching on before, Dana, is just like the sense of, um, you know, really just feeling like I lost my best friend for a while, you know, because Again, when we initially, you know, when I found out that you were diagnosed and I kind of felt, you know, a little sense of betrayal that you didn't tell me about it right away, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just kind of, I don't want to say a lack of trust, but it did make me just wonder, well, gosh, you're not comfortable enough to talk to me about something as serious as this. Like, you know, it just made me feel like a type of way that way. But then, of course, just um, got over that very quickly and just, you know, obviously noticing the way in which it changed our relationship, like being able to, you know, like, oh, call me up on a Saturday night and, hey, do you want to go to Steve-O's or, you know, something stupid like that, some little corner <laughs> right, bar or whatever. Right. Like, you know, those types of instances became fewer yeah. and far between. And, um, you know, I remember, like, this is, I'm going to go on some random rant at this point, but... um like when you lived over on uh, 76th Street, whatever, in that last place that you uh-huh. were at, you know, I just remember yeah. like, you know, you, I would come over and we'd hang out, we'd drink some wine, it's all good, whatever. And then I'd be getting ready to leave and you would like, like say, oh, by the way, can you like take this garbage out for me or do this for me or whatever? And I would be like mad because number not mad but like I don't even like right, to right. take the damn garbage out my damn stuff <laughs> now I have to take right, more garbage right. out it's like not even and it's like you know it wasn't even close it's like you have to walk across the alley or whatever right. to get to it whatever and so you know those first couple times I'm just like Shh, like I really don't want to do it you know of course I'm gonna suck it up and do it but I don't want to but right. you know so it's just you know, of course, as time went on and I had, you know, because again, the fact that you don't talk so openly about how MS affects you, quite honestly, like a lot of times I didn't know how significant it was. And so, you know, you asking me to do like little tasks like that, you know, made me feel away because it's like, you're just putting me to work versus like, really, like, I really just need you to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it was just, right. I can't do it. Right. right, Like I can't do it, period. You know, and, and, and if you were to come out and just say, I can't do this for, you know, and not even that you had to put it in that type of verbiage, but if it were, you know, you being more open with how it's affecting you and that this is just obviously something that is, you know, extremely helpful for you versus me feeling like I'm being, you know, put to work in some way for lack of a better way to put it. I, you know, I, I think right. it's just the way in which I, it, it, just the way in which I move about life for you. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever want mm. you to think that you're a burden or anything like that. And I have guilt even just with those little types of things as I think back on it. But, you know, it just, it just has changed my way of thinking about things and for better or for worse, because on the flip side, I mean, I feel like. I am more than ever aware when it comes to 
accessibility challenges, whether it's for you and in the house or whether it's I'm out in a public place and I'm looking, does this place have a, you know, accessible bathroom or do they have a wheelchair ramp or whatever? Because I'm just so very like, you know, overly, I guess, aware of those types Protect of things now. Yeah. Have you, yeah. are you protect, like even more so protective? Like this is my sister and you need to have this, you know, oh ready gosh. for her. One hundred, one hundred percent. for her. One hundred percent. Like, I mean, she knows me. Like, I am not the type of person. Like, if if I need to like check someone or make sure that something's gonna happen, like I'm gonna make it happen. Like, so she knows that. Right. And but yeah, I'm very right. protective. Like, even like when we've been out these past couple times, like making sure that people kind of get out of the way and, you know, like we, uh, doors are open, there's room for us to get around, you know, moving chairs mm -hmm. around. And she's like, oh, is that in the way? Or like, I don't care if that's in the way, like you have a space to walk to now or, or you know, a space to roll to now. So see, th yeah, that's, that's beautiful. And I, I battle with that also because it's a fine line. You know, you know, people are trying to protect you but then in your mind you're like oh god i'm i'm such a burden she's like she has to go and ask them if there's a you know accessibility you know doorway or what have you so in mm -hmm. my mind I, that's where i where i would be you know what i mean like i would i wouldn't overlook the protective aspect versus you know what i mean like you're really you're like you're you're showing me that you love me by trying to protect me and look out for me but here i am thinking oh my gosh you know and so that's a that's where i have the fine line you know and i i can't get over that i i, I have a hard time yeah that's well, interesting for me, i oh go ahead dana no 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 i was going to say that i totally relish in and accept that help from her at this point. I think there would have been a time years ago where I would not have wanted, and I, I don't like, everyone knows, I do not like feeling like a burden. Mm -hmm. But Courtney doesn't make me feel that way. But I guess like I am just at a point in my acceptance of this disease that I need help. Whether it be like accommodation whatever like I need the help and I'm not afraid for that to be a thing if that makes sense right you well, know what I mean like how in me some, like, is like when we go out in public or something like that like we're outside of just the uh, the home and um you know and I'm doing things moving stuff around or making sure that things are okay I already know like for you that it's hard enough for you to have to deal with you know what you're dealing with and just the anxiety that you feel and are people looking at me or whatever right. and I mean and so to me it's like I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to make this the most comfortable you know accessible easy experience fun experience for you without you having to worry about those things like I'd much rather take that on and make sure that things are moved around or talk to whoever we have to talk to like, because you, I don't want you to have to deal with that. Like, I feel like that is part of like my yeah. job as your sister and I love you and just being, you know, with you period. Like I'm, you don't need to take that burden on. So I just, I don't feel any type of way. I just automatically, you know, feel like that's my job. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, okay. Did you have 
in addition to you feeling like, wow, she didn't tell me, she didn't share this with me, and you hearing this from the doctor, did you have any fears after you kind of, you know, settled with those feelings of of knowing that she has MS? Did you have a fear of, wow, well, my mom, my aunt, my sister, would this happen to me? You know, or my children? That's a good question. And and honestly, I never had fears that it would happen to me. And I don't know if that's a naive way of thinking or just because, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think there's enough research out there to to confirm that it's genetic, although obviously it's scary to know that three very close people in my family have it. But um, I didn't have that type of fear. And even when it came down to knowing that Dana had MS, again, because of the way that my mother's MS progressed, you know, it there weren't a lot of at least mobility challenges that mm. um, that mom had. So I just was sort mm-hmm. of naive like you, Dana, or maybe maybe denial or whatever you want to call it, just like, oh, well, she just, right. she just has MS. Like, I remember after we had the conversation, I think you were on one of the disease-modifying drugs where you had to do an injection, and I remember you, you were like, yeah, like, maybe it was Avonex, mm-hmm. I think. So I remember you saying, like, yeah, I, I oh, do injections God. just like mom, and I'm like, what? And you were just like, yeah, and I'm like, what? So, I mean, it didn't really give me any fear, like, looking into the future at that point. I think where the fear comes in now is I do definitely now um, have much more of an awareness and feel like I have to plan for my future according to MS because, you know, even just the thought of moving out of state, like I couldn't imagine being able to move out of state and then have something happen you know, Dana, where you're in the hospital or end up in rehab or Mm -hmm. mom and daddy aren't there to, you know, be able, like, I, I have that fear. And again, just like when we were talking earlier about um, buying a house, like, that is now something definitely where, you know, once I decide to pull that trigger, like, it will need to, you know, be a ranch or at least be a a house accessible enough for you to enjoy too, because I want you to be there. And then in the future, too, just looking even further, like, you know, who knows what MS is going to look like for you in 5, 10, 20 years from now. And, right. you know, I just have those fears of what I'm going to need to do to plan accordingly to be able to be there to help you. Wow. And that, and yeah. there you are. Courtney just spoke to what the article said. Everybody has to have a relationship with it. Like, she's thinking about having a ranch style house, you know what I mean? Like, wow. Right. That's, I don't know many siblings that would, I don't know many people that would do that. I don't know. Really? Yeah. I I'm feel now like that our I, relationship I is just know. normal. And, and then sometimes when you hear, you know, I know, I I do some too. people kind of put us like, you know, kind of, you know, tune us into maybe we have a close, I don't know. She's obviously like my best friend as always been, always will be. So I don't know just how it's always been with us. I don't know. I I hope I don't sound like I come from heathens or something. No. (laughs) 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 Not at all. But I think there may be the exception to the rule. Yeah, 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 probably. I, I mean, my mom and her sisters are close like you all. So I can totally see that. 
Uh, but I just don't know my, just thinking about my friends and their siblings. I don't know. No, I, geez, I don't know if they would do that. That's like, yeah. Like, like adjusting their lives. Adjusting. Yeah. I just don't think I, I really feel people are so caught up in their own world that they don't think about their siblings and, you know, in that way, maybe if, you know, if, of course, if they're, if, if it's their mother or father, but I don't know. I, I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think maybe why that is interesting. Well, it's just interesting too. um, you know, thinking about the boys. So every mm-hmm. listeners, you probably remember the episode, the season two opener with the children. Mm-hmm. So my nephew TJ was on there, but TJ, like in both, I'll say more so TJ verbally, but like he notices things. Like one time, I remember he told me, well, my school has an elevator. So you would be able to go to my concert. Like he's conscious of accessibility. And I, yeah. I don't think that that's like usual for an 11 year old child. No, I don't know. You know, like he's aware of that. Yes. And yeah, I don't know. It's almost as if you having MS, you know, is like teaching him compassion without you teaching him, without you verbally saying it. You know what I mean? Like he's, he had this right. awareness yes. and this incredible compassion, you know, and I, I found that that episode so heartwarming for them to talk and share their feelings because, you know, these little people don't really know what that is like, you know, um, and, right. and they had such it's, profound and TJ said something that was just so deep, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So it's I guess so true. You, you're raising them right. <laughs> Thank you. No, I I agree that, um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's hard when it comes to the boys. Like, there's obviously the the challenges with MS when it comes to my boys, but also, I mean, the beauty behind it is just like you said, Dawn, is that, I mean, they don't, I don't think they see, like, MS or disease or hospitals, even, because we've been to so many of them, like, touring the city of Milwaukee, hospitals and things, like, they, they're not afraid of that. And they don't, you know, see someone in a wheelchair or walking with a cane or something like that as weird or, you know, or different. Like, that's very much a norm for them. And so, yeah, I, I, I love that they are aware of that and just see people for who they are and not having some, you know, feeling some type of way when it comes to, you know, mobility challenges and things like that. Um, and again, too, just like you said with TJ Dana and the whole elevator thing or, how about, mm. um, what did TJ say the other day when you and I had went out and I don't know what, I think maybe it was when, when we met Ginny for mm. the first time, but, uh-huh. you know, I was telling TJ about what, you know, me and auntie did this weekend because they were over at their dad's house while Dana and I were out having fun. And um, he, after I told him that we went out and went to, you know, out for brunch, to hotels, like pretty much living it up that weekend, he said, I'm proud of Auntie. And, you know, the fact that he recognized that it was a big deal for you, I mean, just with anxiety and getting out and the types of things that we were doing, you know, I just, it warmed my heart that he 
yeah, you know, definitely. recognize that. And yeah, I don't know. That's something that I he said I that he said he was proud of. Away. He said he yes, was proud. Yes, he proud. Yes. Oh yes. wow. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah, it, it and I do like and it, what's interesting. Well, Tyson's a little bit different in the sense that I, well, I'll just say like TJ has experienced the whole plethora of mobility with me. Like he very much in his little mind remembers when I didn't have any mobility challenges at all. So, and I don't know so much Tyson. I think when Tyson was kind of coming into like his consciousness, like I probably was using a cane or walk or whatever, but TJ, like he in his little mind remembers when I didn't even use a cane. So Mm -hmm. he has experienced that whole journey with me. And in that sense, too, I think that gives, like, he, you know, mobility aids and hospitals and all these things tend to, like, scare kids. Mm -hmm. TJ, well, Mm -hmm. and Tyson, too. It's, like, not a thing to them. They don't, like, I don't think they view me as my auntie with MS. It's just my auntie. Right. Like, that's just who she is. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, they don't yeah. see, it's not, you, like, yeah, like, everything about MS is secondary. Like, you still are who you are, period. They don't see you as MS, you know, and and I love that. Right. And, and, and again, just, just a funny thing. Remember Tyson, Dana, like, when I was bringing um, Emmeline to rehab, and he's just, like, yeah. rolling around. Like, he had no problem. Like, he didn't feel like people were going to judge him while he's rolling around in this wheelchair. So here he is. We get it out of my car. And he goes and, you know, hops in and he's the one like navigating it across the street and through the hospital, like feeling cool in it and stuff <laughs> even like, and it was just like funny, but I love that. It's not like he felt like, oh, I was, I'm going to be embarrassed because someone's going to see me in this wheelchair and, you know, I'm going to feel a type of way. He's like, cool, I got this wheelchair and I'm zooming around. And it just, you know, just the idea that they can have that experience and not, you know, be able to grow up knowing that these are just things that people have and then this is the way life goes for some people and, the, and you know, the things that people deal with and not having some s- sort of judgmental attitude about it. Like a, definitely a good takeaway right. for MS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Do you, have you ever felt, well, yeah, you talk about guilt several times uh, like in this episode. So do you still feel that way? Do you ever feel like, Oh my gosh, it didn't happen to me. So I don't know. Like, do you have that yeah. feeling of guilt? I, I do. I think, um, I think the guilt is now like more like fewer and far between like, um, but there will definitely be times that I will feel guilty that I, you know, can, get around much easier than Dana can. Like, I guess perfect example would be, um, what was it this past weekend? Um, her and I went out to a nice little place called the Sherman Phoenix. And it um, has a lot of different like black owned um, shops and food places and, you know, small businesses, just kind of a cool little place. 
but mm-hmm. um, one of our friends owns uh, one of the stores in there. And that store has a couple of like tiny, weird little steps to get into. It's like basically there's no reason. Oh, that yeah. It, I posted that on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's no reason that it For even yeah. has to have these steps. Like it's, it's it, like literally I could take one step to get in there. It, it would literally be a matter of putting the smallest of incline of a ramp there to be able to make it accessible. But I mean, she had to sit out side of the store while I go in and say hi and get to take a look around and like that made me feel extremely guilty and asking like do you care if I go in real quick like I I felt incredibly guilty and almost like should I even be going in here if you can't and of course Dana like you you were like whatever like go in there it's fine but you know it's moments like that where I'm like damn something so easy as like getting over this little hump of a step here makes a difference of me being able to enjoy, enjoy something versus you. And I definitely feel guilt when it comes to things like that. Wow. I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine how you, you know, handled the news initially and then over these 15 years, well, really longer than that. How long has your mom been diagnosed? Like, 20 I think or? mom, maybe 20 years. Okay. Yeah. But, because, uh, yeah. 20 years. Okay. And so your aunt, who was diagnosed first, yeah, your mom or your right. aunt? My aunt was diagnosed first. Okay. And I'm, do you know how soon before mom was diagnosed, Courtney? Honestly, I don't remember I really, really don't. I don't know if it was just a couple of years or something. I'm, I couldn't even tell you. I don't think it was a whole, a real long time. Right. But, you know, yeah. as Courtney mentioned before, we're not super, super close with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe like four years or something before mom was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Three or four years. I think right. my, I my mom's sister, yeah. my, my aunt may have it. Um, but she was never... She had one episode, one exacerbation, and which I mm-hmm. call an exacerbation. And after that, she never had like anything else. But I remember, mm-hmm. like over the years, she'll say, she'll whisper to me, and she'll say, "Hey, Dawn, do you get really hot? Can you?" And like she, she's super, super light skin, and um, mm-hmm. she was like turning red, like beet red. And I was just like, what's going on? She was like, I can't stand the heat. And she was like, you, do you get really hot? And that was like heat intolerance. And at the time I hadn't experienced that, but she has terrible heat intolerance. And then at one time her mm-hmm. gait was really off and she was walking like how I used to walk when I was using, well, before using the cane because I would like refuse to use it. But then I started to use it. And so I was like, wow. Mm-hmm you know, I think she has it. And I remember talking to a neurologist and he said, there are people who have like, you know, one major episode and then that's it. It, Almost Mm -hmm. like a benign case or something. You know what I mean? Like he said, Mm -hmm. oh, you, you know, people are on a spectrum. I think he told me that you you may have one episode and that's it or one flare and, you know, but you still have MS, but you you know, there's, it just kind of goes away. So I don't know. And then she like, changed her whole lifestyle and you know she got divorced and you know and then things got better for her so maybe it was the stress mm. too I don't know you know um but <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah we know how that is <laughs> but um, <laughs> right yeah 
I don't know. There, there definitely is a connection. Somehow, I, I really should do some more research because there are a lot of people who have family members uh, that have MS, and then they have MS too. You know, so it's interesting. Yeah. But well, um, and I guess just like as yeah. you were telling that story, like it did make me think because you asked before, like, oh, did I ever feel like, oh, like you know, am I going to get a mess or anything? But there right. will be like moments where I'll like experience certain things. And then it does like make me have to like question myself. Like, again, we all go to the same primary care doctor and like during all of like, you know, our, my annual exams and, you know, preventative, you know, exams and all that, he always will do different testing to kind of, you know, like cognitive different things, whatever you know, that he can do, um, you know, just because he's aware that my mom and, and my sister and my aunt have it. But um, like, for example, like I have a horrible memory and Dana knows this, like I, the worst memory in the entire world. Mm. But, you know, sometimes like I will like be forgetful about things. And then like, I really will think to myself, like, you know, it could, could this be MS? And, you know, like I brushed it off, whatever. I mean, it, it's never been anything like real significance, whatever. But, you know, I do have those moments where it scares me, like where something might happen. Like you talked about the whole hot flashes, Dawn. Like, again, Dana can attest this. Like I'm like the sweatiest person in the world. Like I'm just, <laughs> I get hot super easy. And then I'm like, <laughs> like literally I will walk outside and beads of sweat. But I've, I've always been like that. And I mean, I don't know, whatever. But, yeah. you know, you'll, yeah. you'll have those different types of like symptoms, you know, or whatever. And yeah, it just does make me like, I don't know. It just gives me anxiety sometimes. Like, like, you know, this. I pray to God this is an MS, but mm -hmm. and and that again, means that, that you answered the question I was just going to ask you. Do you have any fears? And I would imagine you would. I would. I definitely would. You know. Um, yeah. Fears that you may yeah. have MS, number one, or fears that you may not be able to like help or assist in a way that that they need it or that it will, will, will be specific that Dana needs it. Like, do you have fears that you, right. that one day you can't help her? You know, I guess not really, because I just always, like, I think the way that I look at it is that I'm going to be there to help her. And I think Dana, I think, you know, that like, I, I don't really have a yeah. fear. Like maybe I should have some healthy level of fear about that, but honestly, I don't. Like I kind of just take on this role. Like I'm here to help, you know, my mom, help my sister, like, you know, my, my dad's getting older. Like I, I just take that role on and I, you know, me and my boys, like, you know, anytime wow. that we can do whatever it is to be helpful for my family, like that's just, I don't know. I, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not afraid that I'm not going to be able to help. Like I just, I know I'm going to be able to in some way, shape or form. So no. And, you know, and it sounds like, which is so beautiful. It sounds like you have a relationship. You've developed a relationship with MS and that is so um, comforting for, for people who it would, it's, it would be comforting for me. It's, it's comforting for people who have MS, I think. Yeah. Um, mm. you know, definitely. And I think it's beautiful that your sons are just, like I said, so aware and, and just like, um, 
I don't, I can't think of another word, but I'll use soft because, you know, for lack of a better word, but soft in the sense of like understanding, you know, um, and they're Mm -hmm. sensitive to the needs that Dana is experiencing, you know, like she needs certain things. So they're there to help without any question. It's like, it's just a part of life. Like this is the norm for them. Like it's not abnormal. This is normal. You know, um, I remember, gosh, you guys are going to think my parents and my family is just horrible. Everybody's going to think this, but I remember when I (laughs) 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 but this is so real and a, a part of our podcast is us keeping it real, you know, and I have to get this out and I don't even really care who, who hears it. I don't, you know, they're going to hear it at some point. Mm -hmm. But when I was first um, pregnant, my mom saying to me, and I'm sure other family members may have thought it and maybe friends too, but she said, I just never wanted you to be pregnant. And that hurt so bad. And I'm thinking, well, why, why wouldn't it be because of MS because of MS? And she said, you don't know what that is like for a child. And I'm thinking, no, I don't. But why should I be stripped of experiencing this? You know, I, number one, I didn't plan for, you know, uh, my ex-husband and I didn't plan for it, you know, but it, I was happy, you know, and I'm like, this is great. I'm just going to go with it. I just thought I was going to be, uh, you know, without be just like a, a person without the kids, you know, I, and I was okay with that. But when I found out I was pregnant, right. it was fine. But, you know, you, you, I, I, so I carried that guilt for a number of years and he's eight years old now, but I always thought, oh my God, you know, I'm using his shoulder. So this was, so going back to denial, mm. I did not want to use a cane. Like I refused and everybody was like pleading, please just use a cane. You're going to fall, this and that. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just not. And I would use my son's shoulder. And he was like five years old. And I'm like, just just walk slow. And he'd walk fast. And I'm like, no, mommy needs your, <laughs> your shoulder, please. And I'd be leaning on him. And so I would hear my mother in the back of my head. I told you, I just didn't want you to have children. And, and so I felt guilty for like, I love him and I always wanted, I always wanted him, but I felt guilty. I was like, well, did I make the right decision? You know? And like, I, I don't even remember crying about it. Um, it makes me kind of want to cry, but you know, um, I, and I wonder if other people feel this way, you know, like, I don't know, but to hear TJ and Tyson be so accepting of this norm, I, I find that beautiful. And I find that, my son, Destin, is like just so okay with it. Like one day we were walking and we were with friends, his friends or something. And we walked in, I think we parked in the handicapped parking space after, um, you know, like trying to find a place and we started walking and the, the friends were like, well, why do we park here? He's like, oh, my mom has a mess. And it was like no big deal for him. And he just kept walking, mm-hmm. like get over it. You know what I mean? And I, I find that right. when children see their their sib their uh, not siblings their um, loved ones dealing with mm-hmm. some sort of chronic illness it does breed that compassion and that sensitivity that you know that we talked about um, yeah you know it, it's it's really a beautiful thing to watch and witness um, so yeah I don't know 
I don't know where I was going with yeah. that, but and I remember from hearing that that podcast with with the boys on there. I mean, Dustin was saying the same, you know, types of things. It just like, I mean, he should, it, you know, he seemed like he was just very comfortable with it. It wasn't a thing, you know. And there's just that, you know, making and having, you know, chronic illness and mobility challenges and different things like that being having a sense of normalcy for them. It's just going to help them, you know, grow up and continue to like breed that same attitude, you know, and hopefully help influence their friends and others around them that this isn't some weird thing. This is just a way of life and, you know, continue to like spread that compassion. And yeah, I, I, I I love that. Yeah. They've developed a relationship with MS at such an early age, Mm -hmm. going back to the article. I, I, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, they aren't like Tyson was in the wheelchair. Like he didn't care if people saw him or whatever. And Destin will see people no. you know, in wheelchairs or scooters. And like, he doesn't get fearful of it. He's not like, oh, well, what's wrong with them? Or we saw um, someone with, I think right. it was a military uh, person and he must have lost part of his arm or something. And so he said to me, Mommy, I didn't want to ask you when we were um, in the store, but what happened to his arm? And just the fact that he was not oh, like, wow. what happened to him? You know, and pointing. Right, it was like, right. right. Yeah. And that just like, touched yes. me so, oh my God. And so I explained to him mm-hmm. and I think he even saw that the guy was like trying to adjust something. I think he may have had a prosthetic. And so he asked me what it was. And so I was like, Oh, this is a teachable moment. Let me teach him about what a prosthetic is, you know? And of course this has something to do with MS, but the point is like the sensitivity that they have when they see people, you know, um, who have a disability, um, and I don't know if people who have prosthetics consider themselves disabled or not. So forgive me if, if I am mm. stepping out of line here, but um, mm. I, you know, I, I, my, my point is I, I love the fact that these children are developing and coming to grips with what is um, their reality. You know what I mean? And not like creating mm-hmm. this, story like making it up for their friends to be cool or you know what i mean like yeah like it just is what it is yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah period that's right i love that yeah do you have any anything to say dana like i don't know any questions for your sister no (laughs) yeah no no questions for her but yeah, I mean, it makes it made me sad hearing that you know she was felt betrayed. Yeah, that I didn't share the MS story. But that being said, though, I'm sure, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Courtney, but just like even hearing through the podcast, kind of how much denial I was in. Hopefully, 100%. that like made. A little more sense to you, one hundred percent. You know, not like say, I'm like I would have this whole different reality. No, I would probably attribute your podcast really to like opening my eyes to how to what you were experiencing. Like I was honestly like learning along with a lot of your listeners during some of those years when you know when you had it and you know you weren't vocal to me about it and it, you know learning what mm. you were going through. I mean, that was 
like all new to me. Yeah. Um, but no, after hearing that, I totally get it like 100%. And, you know, and I also have to think to myself, like, how hard, like, how would I tell you if I had some sort of, you know, right. chronic illness or so? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know how you have right. that conversation. So, right. yeah, I mean, yeah. You, know, you, you feel betrayed in the moment, but, you know, you, you grow up and we, I get it. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just thankful yeah. and so happy with where we are now and just so proud of you too and just uh, right so Aww, you know getting you. out there and i i am i just i'm pr- i'm i'm proud of both of you guys for this awesome podcast and and dana though i just again i'm just proud of the fact that you are living your life and you don't give any fucks period sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's so it's a process, but yeah, like you know, and I have to yes. say, and Dana probably won't be mad at me for saying this, but it took her a year mm-hmm. to decide whether or not she wanted to like move forward because we we were talking, and I'm like, you know, I totally vibe with this woman. I love her, you know, like this is my this is yes. my uh, my mate here. You know what I mean? Like we can do right, something together, and <laughs> yeah, and like she she said to me the very first time, like, don't tell anybody. I don't know. You didn't say it like this, but I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like, I don't share that I have MS. So I don't talk about it on my page. And I'm thinking, okay, she hasn't disclosed it to her job. That's what I was thinking at first. And she did not. And Mm -hmm. and so I brought this podcast up to her and she was like, I'm not like, no, I, I, I'll get back to you. And it took her so long to decide, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want to talk about it. She was like, I only talk I'm about do this. Yeah. She's like, I only talk about it here, only on the Lim Trotta page. And that pretty much was it. But then, you know, she started to unravel. So yeah, I can, I, I'm like, I'm an observer. I can understand why she didn't tell you Courtney. You know what I mean? So yeah. Because that's how she was with me, you know what I mean? Not, and I'm not her sister, of course. Right. I, you know, you're really different, <laughs> but yeah, I can I can understand. And you kind of feel like, well, why? What? What did I do? You know what I mean? You feel like, oh no, is it me? But it's right. not you. And 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 I that's the other thing I want people to understand. And maybe you too, as a sister, like it's never about you. You know, like our silence is never mm-hmm. about the other person. It's right. like about us, you know, like us trying to process and deal with it because I'm going to curse because MS is a mind fuck every single day, every day of my life. And I don't Mm. know if other people can relate. Maybe they can, or I don't know, but it really is. Mm. So 90% of the day, I'm trying to process how I'm feeling, how my legs are feeling. Why am I tingling? Why is my anxiety going crazy? Why are, why am I having heart palpitations, you know, why am I thinking I'm going to die tomorrow? You know what I mean? Like these are, uh, that's dramatic, of course, but you know what I mean? Or just like Mm -hmm. you have so many feelings and you don't know how to process them. So to talk about it is really difficult. It's very hard, very challenging. Yeah. 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 I've learned that throughout the way for you, Dana. And yeah, that's why I just said I'm just proud of you, and I'm so glad that you guys have this outlet mm-hmm. and this you. voice. So proud of you guys. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you so, thank much, you so much for being on. And this was like one of the most heartfelt podcasts, and I'm surprised I made it through without shedding tears and falling. <laughs> you know, thank you for your time, <laughs> and 
It's just like, you know, being that listener, you know, because I probably will call you and, and start to vent sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Go but, ahead. Uh, Go right ahead. <laughs> Courtney's the resident, like, MS ally. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney and, Jen, and Jenny. We're going to have Jenny on soon. So I'll be calling Jenny too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much again. And Dana, thank you for, you know, like, you know, having your, your blood relative, your, your sister on and sharing these intimate, you know, details of our lives. Like this is really powerful. Um, and I think people need to talk about this. This is maybe it'll help them talk about things with their families. I don't know. You know, I don't know, but so Courtney, where, um, can people find you? I don't know. Maybe some other, you know, MS, uh, followers may want to talk to you too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm no one special out here, but um, on Facebook, just my name, Courtney Townsend, you'll find me there, and I'm not super active on Instagram, although I continue to say that I'm going to be, but you can find me on Instagram at I am Courtney Claire with C-L-A-R-E. Okay, thank you. You are important. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, I'm just yes, saying, you know, you, you guys have the most amazing, right. awesome guests on the show. And I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm none of those people. I mean, you know, you guys are like really doing <laughs> it up. And by the way, I cannot wait till you get Montel on here. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's going to happen to you guys one day. Like, I don't care. I just know it's going to happen and I can't wait. But I'm no Montel. <laughs> I am who I am. <laughs> well, my You're not the default. Yes. Come on. Season three, Montel. Come on. Right. <laughs> well, thank you. We all. devoted a whole series to you. So come on. <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much for tuning in to the Myelin and Melanin podcast. Uh, you can find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Myelin Melanin, also on YouTube. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you in. Episode 42. Thanks, everyone.